Welcome to A Word Fitly Spoken, a podcast about Jesus, His Word, and our joy in following Him. I'm Amy Spreeman. And I'm Michelle Leslie. Well, Amy, it's that time of year again. Christmas is over and we're facing the new year and it's resolution time. Are you making any New Year's resolutions this year? Uh, Well, Michelle, I usually don't make them because I break them. I'm I'm, uh, kind of clumsy (laughs) around things. Things are breakable around me. So uh, my husband and I joke, though, that uh, we will make some resolutions for each other. (laughs) So, you know, that never works out. Um, I did make one a few years ago that was mildly successful. I, I, for the most part, I'm actually keeping this one. And that is to avoid all social media arguments and kerfuffles. So it's uh, been real peaceful without all that drama. How about you, Michelle? What's your New Year's resolution for 2022? Well, I really admire your resolution. Maybe I should make that one too, but I think I would break it pretty quickly. Um, I'm making the same New Year's resolution that I've been making and keeping, mind you, for the past 10 or 15 years. My resolution is not to make any resolutions. I mean, I already have a list of things that I need to work on. Um, I don't have any big sort of like bucket list type dreams or goals that I want to accomplish in the next 12 months. I just want to get up every day and be faithful to whatever the Lord sets before me on that day. And, you know, I I was thinking about it when we were getting ready for this episode and sometimes just making resolutions just isn't all that fun. I mean, it, it can be a reminder of what we haven't accomplished, or it can become a to-do list that's just hanging over our heads for the next 365 days. But what if we could make New Year's resolutions for other people? Like you were talking about you and your husband, you know, maybe making (laughs) resolutions for each other a few minutes ago. That's it kind of, I don't know if it would be too fun with a husband and a wife, but if you could make resolutions (laughs) for other people, you know, that, that would be a lot more fun, you know, than making resolutions for yourself, wouldn't it? Well, I sure think so. And so, ladies, Michelle and I thought it would be just a hoot uh, to make a list of New Year's resolutions that we wish evangelical celebrities would make. Um, So you can tell where this is going, right? You know, resolutions that, (laughs) you know, we would make for them if we could. Now, obviously, um, on a serious note, there are many really serious uh, problems in the church today. And and we've talked about those. And if you're a faithful listener, you know that we have a really good track record of dealing with those issues on a regular basis in a very serious way. And we are going to touch on some of those things today, but you know what? It's the holidays. And today we're mostly just going to have a little lighthearted fun. That's right. You know, and that's biblical too. I mean, Ecclesiastes 3, 4 says that just as there is a time to weep, there is an equally valid and righteous and good time to laugh. You know, sometimes I talk to Christians who seem to believe that we're supposed to have our sense of humor amputated when we get saved. And that's just (laughs) not true. Proverbs 17, 22 says this, A merry heart doeth good like a medicine, but a broken spirit drieth the bones. We need to laugh. We need to take yes. a break from the serious every now and then for a, for a time of refreshing. So we're going to do that tonight. And just so you know, as we're making our resolutions wish list here tonight, no professing Christian is safe. We're making resolutions <laughs> for the good, the bad, and the ugly, the soundest of the doctrinally sound, all the way down to the rank heretic. So <laughs> buckle up, buttercup. We're going in. And hey, as you're listening, if if you have a resolution that you wish an evangelical celebrity 
celebrity would make, head on over to our social media pages and let us know in the spirit of Christian love and good, clean fun. Of course, we don't want to be mean-spirited or unkind, even to heretics and false teachers. Be kind and be nice, okay? All right, ready, Amy? Let's hear that first evangelical resolution on our wish list. Okay, here we go. Uh, these are, I thought these were pretty funny. The first one is, we wish Steve Lawson would resolve to do more Joel Olstein impressions. <laughs> now, if you know anything about Dr. Lawson, you know he's a pretty serious guy most of the time who loves the Lord and is a faithful preacher. And if you're really looking for some heavy-duty, deep scripture lessons, he definitely serves it up. Okay, so back in 2009 at the Shepherds Conference, Dr. Lawson was teaching on how God's word is clear and certain and not in any way wishy-washy. And now at that time, 2009-ish or so, uh, a CNN interview of a hugely popular megachurch pastor was causing quite a stir. Talk show host Larry King was interviewing Joel Osteen, the feel-good pep talk teacher, and uh, Dr. Lawson was reading out loud Osteen's responses to Larry King's questions about the Bible and God's teaching on salvation. So let's take a listen. We're going to play some for you right now. Quote, Larry King, because we've had ministers on our program who said, You either believe in Christ or you don't. If you believe in Christ, you're going to heaven. And if you don't, no matter what you've done in your life, you ain't. I wonder what minister would ever say that on the Larry King (laughs) program. Wasn't Deepak, I'll tell you that. Listen to the response of one of the biggest, grandest Christian so-called leaders in America. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I still think he'd make a great weatherman someday, but... His wife's really a better preacher, but anyway. So here it goes. (laughs) Can we get some air conditioning in here? (laughs) To Larry King, yeah, I, I don't know. There's probably a balance between, I believe you have to know Christ, but I think that if you know Christ, if you're a believer in God, that you're going to have some good works. I think it's a cop-out to say, I'm a Christian, but I don't ever do anything. That doesn't even answer the question. King, what if you're Jewish, as he is? What if you're a Muslim, and you don't accept Christ at all, question mark? The answer, you know... I'm very careful about saying who would and who wouldn't go to heaven. I don't know. (laughs) King, if you believe you have to believe in Christ, they're wrong, aren't they? 
referring to the Jews, referring to the Muslims? The answer. I'm just reading this, okay? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I believe they're wrong. I spent a lot of time in India with my father. I don't know about all their religion, but I know they love God. No, they don't. They hate God. I don't know. I've seen their sincerity so on worldwide television, so I don't know. Give us some men who know the truth. And who will declare the truth. And who will stand with Athanasius and Polycarp and Calvin and Luther and Whitfield and Edwards and who will declare from the housetops that the gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Well, Michelle, the interview Osteen gave uh, to Larry King was pretty shocking. And having Dr. Lawson read the transcript gave such a stark contrast to how preachers should be preaching and what Joel Osteen has been doing for years to harm the millions of listeners around the world who do uh, tune in to watch his sermons. Sin is really serious to God. But as Michelle, as you said earlier, using humor in a godly way to make a point can be quite effective. Yeah, and I just love Steve Lawson. I mean, he I is too. he is just the cream of the crop as far as I'm concerned. And I love to listen to that that clip. I mean, I've listened to it probably a million times yeah. and it makes me laugh every single time. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, well, and that's exactly how he sounded. He did a pretty yeah. good impression. That's yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> and he is, you know, one of the great things about Steve Lawson is that he is so funny. I mean, you could just tell he loves yeah. to laugh. And he's, you see him cutting up all the time. When he's not preaching, you see him cutting up with, with his friends and things like that. And I just, I mean, I I think he's wonderful. I, you know, I personally, yeah. I call him Awesome Lawson or Dr. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever called that to him, to his face or whatever on well, when I'm yeah. interacting with him on Twitter or whatever, but he's just Dr. Awesome to me. So I love him all to pieces. And yes, he needs to do more Joel Osteen um, impersonations and maybe, I don't know, who else should he do? Maybe um, oh, T.D. Jakes. That would be funny. <laughs> or maybe Stephen he, he, Furtick. If he's that, that would good. Be hilarious. Yeah, he, he, uh, he has the master of impersonations, impressions. So, yeah, uh, very good. Very good. Well, which, uh, which resolution uh, is next, Michelle? All right. Well, here's our next resolution. We wish Sarah Young would resolve to write a sequel to Jesus Calling called I Hung Up, Repented, and Started Reading My Bible. So, no, Sarah, Jesus was not calling. We've talked before about the issues with Jesus calling. You know, um, we've talked about the extra biblical revelation, how she was basically channeling, so to speak, Jesus. And it's just not 
Uh, that's not a good book. None of the the entire Jesus Calling franchise, you know, they've, please don't, uh, well, Christmas is over, but uh, don't go out and buy any of the little children's books that are Jesus Calling or any of the yeah. other stuff like that. I think there might even be a men's version of Jesus Calling now. I'm not There's sure. There's an every version, Yeah, Michelle. so just There's stay a... completely away yeah. from all of that. It's no good. So... You know, I think it, and we've gotten so, we've got so many articles between the two of us on Jesus Calling about why it's important to stay away. That's not Jesus. It is a false Jesus Calling. Um, but one of the more shocking things when you talk to women is that uh, a lot of women will say, you know, but Jesus Calling has been so helpful to me. It it really helped me get through a difficult time in my life. And, you know, no matter what you say, they, they just cling to this false Jesus who clearly isn't anything like uh, the Jesus of Scripture. And, you know, there are women I know personally who just uh, can't understand what the problem is, right. no matter how much you explain it. So um, it, it does it, it does have a stronghold on a lot of women who just love the idea of doing a daily devotional with a false Christ. Right. So, I, yeah, ladies, just um, please please stay away. Yeah, you know, and I get in trouble for saying this sometimes, but you know what I say when people say, you know, when I'll tell somebody that uh, Jesus Calling is not a good book or, you know, you should stay away from Beth yeah. Moore or whatever, and they'll say, oh, but it's helped me so much. And I'll say, no, it hasn't. You know, you may think yeah. it has helped you, but that's called De deception, you know, delusion sometimes. Right. And uh, that's that's how you get sucked in is because it the, Satan, <laughs> let's just call it what it is. Satan makes you think it's helping you and it really is not because false teachers cannot help you. There's, you know, we talk about chewing up the meat and spitting out the bones, but there's no meat there. The meat is poison. Um, so, right. so it really doesn't help you. So just before we get too far afield here, just stay away from Jesus calling it Sarah Young. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And consider there are no bones in the purity That's of right. scripture. That's no right. bones whatsoever. The whole thing is safe. It's true. Uh, and you've got the real Jesus right there in your hands. You don't need to open up a book, uh, of a false Jesus and, you know, a false demonic counterfeit. Why, right. why would you want to substitute one for the other? So, so that's our word Absolutely. on that. <laughs> that's right. Okay, Amy, what's our next resolution? All right. Well, resolution number two is we wish Pastor Vody Bacham would resolve to create a line of baby products called Diapers for Vipers. <laughs> Take a listen to this. People who don't believe in original sin don't have children. <laughs> Amen, somebody. I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's not a little angel. That's a viper in a diaper. <laughs> the angry cry happens early. The demanding cry happens early. The stiffening up of the body, that happens early. It's so cute. Oh, that ain't cute. <laughs> One of the reasons God makes them so small is so that they won't kill you. <laughs> One of the reasons he makes them so cute is so that you won't kill them. 
All right, Michelle, anyone who's ever had children or has even uh, cared for children, uh, maybe babysitting, you know, you know, these little sweethearts really are born into sin, just like the Bible says, we all are. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I always say anybody who doesn't believe in total depravity is probably not a parent. <laughs> because if you have children, you know, he talks about in, in part of that clip where they'll, uh, even little babies will rear up in, in the crib and, and, you know, stiffen their necks really and everything. And, you know, I had some of my babies did that when they were probably six or eight months old, you know, you could tell that they, there was just a rebellious spirit. <laughs> and so, oh, yeah, we really do ever, need some yeah. diapers for vipers. <laughs> have you ever caught a, a, like a younger than two year old in, an, in a bald faced lie and you ask them if they're lying and no, no, I'm not lying. And they're, they're, they're crinkling on the very candy wrapper that they said they didn't yeah. take. So yeah, it's like, yeah, you know, there was, I, oh. there was a, a video going around social media several years ago, probably most of our listeners have seen it, where this little, uh, it was probably a two-year-old, had gotten into mommy's lipstick and had just lipstick all over oh, her face, yes. her body, her arms, her everything. And the mom brought, you know, she's filming her on the camera saying, did you get into mommy's makeup? And that little child, just sweet as you please. No, no. I didn't. <laughs> it was hilarious. But oh. yeah, I mean, you, it's like we always say, you know, you don't have to teach a child to misbehave. You don't have to teach a child right. to lie, you know. So uh, yeah, we need some diapers for vipers for sure. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. We've got another resolution, I'm sure, don't we, Michelle? We certainly do. We wish for our next resolution that Ken Ham would resolve to start an Answers in Genesis clothing line. Just think about oh. the fashion inspiration from the book of Genesis with me. Think about it. Picture it. Okay. Fig leaf undies for when you literally have nothing to wear. Ew. Michelle, you know I'm a visual person. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> How about fur coats for the fall? A perfect compliment to your snakeskin boots. Oh, And then we man. could have, yeah, then we could have carpenter jeans for that 600-year-old man who's just taken up shipbuilding. <laughs> and then there's rainwear guaranteed to keep you dry for 40 days and 40 nights and then we could move on we could move on to the maternity department and have maternity wear for senior citizens for when you get pregnant when you're 90 years old like sarah did um how about mohair sweaters because sometimes you need a blessing and your older brother's just a bit furry oh you know, boy jacob and esau yeah yeah um then there's buy one, get one free wedding dresses for that surprise double wedding with your sister, oh, Rachel and Leah. Boy. All of these come great right out of Genesis. This is That's great. That's right. And then don't forget for the, for the men, coats of many colors, also available in goat's blood crimson. Oh, like Jacob Ward. <laughs> I mean, not Jacob, Joseph. <laughs> and then finally, breakaway Velcro jogging pants for those never going to let you go. I'm going to hold you in my arms forever moments with Potiphar's wife. Order now oh. and get a free <laughs> pair of track shoes. <laughs> I really oh, think he boy. could make a go of this. I really do. Genesis themed clothing. It would be perfect for when you go to the Ark. And Amy, you went to the Ark earlier this year. Did they have any Genesis inspired fashion yeah, in the no. gift shop? 
Michelle, I don't know where you came up with those, but I can guarantee you that there were definitely no fig leaf inspired undies, I'm afraid. So that's probably uh, a good I can't thing. get that vision out of my mind. Oh, oh no, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, you think All of it as right. long underwear, maybe. Yeah, yeah, there we go. <laughs> so it there covers we go. more. <laughs> yeah, you people know about long underwear up there. Yes, we do. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> they're probably I, not I've made out of figs. Of no, they're not Big made leaves. out of leaves or anything like that. No. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, we, we need to move away from the fig leaves right now. Okay. <laughs> all right. Our next resolution is we wish John MacArthur would resolve to kick the fresca habit. You know about this, Michelle? Oh, I do. I remember this was so funny when it happened. All right, we're going to take you back about a year. Here is a soundbite uh, from John MacArthur's sermon about his fresca habit. 14,000 people die every year from accidents, 5,000 people from suicide, and that's going higher this year as well. How could they close the hospitals when these people are in jeopardy for something that can affect only 0.01% of the population? In the United States, by the way, alcohol kills three million people a year. And all the liquor stores were open. I know they were open because I couldn't get any Fresca. And when I wanted to get Fresca, you know what I was told? That all the aluminum is eaten up in beer cans. Fact. Because the bars aren't open, the beer producers are taking all the aluminum. I want my fresco. All right. Well, that was hilarious, Michelle. I, I know that was so funny. Uh, I like fresca too, but uh, all those chemicals. I'm thinking John would probably, you know, he, he could do with some fresh lemonade perhaps. Or, uh, you know, maybe uh, if, if you're whipping it up, maybe some sweet tea. Right, Michelle? Oh, yeah, definitely. He could, yeah. he could use some of my sweet tea. I, I just feel so sorry for, for our brother, John. All he wanted was his fresca. Poor was man. Fresca. <laughs> <laughs> he just wanted his fresca. But I don't know. I think he's he got hold of some fresca and it's it's made him kind of spicy in the past couple of years. You know, he's been up there. He's been pushing the limits and, you know, being out there on the front lines for the uh, against COVID and everything against the COVID regulations and restrictions and everything. He's, you know, I don't know that Fresca, it, it really empowered him. <laughs> I, I think he's in his, I, I can't remember how old he is now, Michelle, but I mean, I, that must, uh, that, that Fresca must, uh, must be, there must be something to it. I, I'm uh, going to have to maybe uh, take his cue there. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's the fountain of youth. I don't know. I think he's in his eighties and he's just going as strong as ever. So maybe there's something yeah. to the Fresca. Maybe we should all have the Fresca addiction. <laughs> exactly. Uh okay. Well, our next resolution is this. <clears throat> we wish Lisa Turkhurst would resolve to restructure her entire organization from Proverbs thirty one ministries. To Psalm 51 ministries, you know, uh, Psalm 51, the great hymn wah, of repentance. Wah, wah. Yes, yeah, I do. Times to repent over false doctrine, teaching men, yoking with false teachers and all that good stuff. Oh, uh, you know, that that would be amazing, Michelle. And uh, of course, we need to link up your articles uh, just in case ladies don't know 
out who she is or maybe oh, they've yeah. heard of her or maybe are following her. Uh, but you've written uh, quite a few articles on why there are so many red flags when one compares what she teaches to scripture. And that's what we all need to be doing is doing that comparative work. And really, I wish that all of the red flags we have to warn about would be repented of, no matter who says them, uh, with a godly sorrow. And I, I do wish that warning people about false teaching would be unnecessary, but that's not reality. And uh, and that's what we are told to do in Scripture as we uh, point our loved ones, our dear ones, to Christ. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, you know, we would love it if all of these false teachers and people who are doing things that are wrong would repent. I mean, that's that's our our whole desire is that they would repent, yeah. come to Christ, the ones who are not saved, um, and and do what's right. You know, we we don't we don't warn against false teachers for our health. We don't warn against false teachers because we take some kind of joy in it because we certainly get beat up enough for doing it. But um, but we do it because we love y'all, our listeners and our readers. And um, we love the body of Christ. We love Christ himself. We love the word of God. And we love those false teachers. And we don't want to see anybody uh, who's going to have to stand in front of Christ on the final day of judgment. And here, I never knew you depart from me, you workers of iniquity. Um, you know, and they'll, like Matthew seven says, you know, didn't we, didn't we um, cast out demons in your name? Didn't we do many mighty works in your name? And you know, just doing things in Christ's name doesn't mean that you know him or that he knows you. And that's our, our desires for everyone to know Christ and to obey Christ. So, well, our last and final resolution is this. We wish Josh Bice would resolve to have us record a live episode of A Word Fitly Spoken at G3. Come on, Josh. Please, please. I'm down on my knees here. I have no shame. We really want to come to G3 and record an episode of the podcast and, you know, get to fellowship with everybody. <laughs> and we just, you know, and the reason I say that is because I just think the world of G3, everything that G3 is doing right now, not just the conference, but but the other ministries yeah. they've got going on. Um, they've got a, a church registry that, you know, you can look for a church at. They've got a biblical worship conference coming up uh, February 8th through the 9th. If you didn't get your pastor or your associate pastor, your minister of music, your husband, whoever, uh, a good Christmas present, Get them to this con this the uh, biblical worship conference with G three February eighth through the ninth, and uh, it's it's really going to be a great time of teaching. Um, there's going to be some great speakers there: Scott Anyal, um, Josh Bice, Laramie Minga, who happens to be one of my pastors, mm -hmm. um, Matt Sykes, Owen Strand. So they're they're just doing a lot of great things at G three. And I, I know I said earlier that I didn't have anything on my bucket list for the past or for the next twelve months, but that is one thing that's on my bucket list is to go back to G three. When I've only gotten to go to G three once. So uh, I hope to get yeah. to go back one day and, and it would just be so much fun if we could get to, to do an episode of the podcast 
while we're there. So that is a wonderful wish. I wish we could too, uh, Michelle. I got to go with my husband uh, once a, a few years back too, and it was just incredible. Not only you know the wonderful speaker lineup, but um, you know just just meeting people there uh, was great to just be with uh, fellow brothers and sisters in Christ who uh, love God's word and uh, are striving for toward eternity. So it's just a, a really good conference. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And uh, they've they've just done a wonderful job. Everything they have set up, all the people they've got in place, all their speakers, just like I said, it is, as far as I'm concerned, it is the gold standard for Christian conferences. So encourage all of our listeners to uh, try to go if you can. There are a bunch of different kinds of conferences. There are conferences for pastors. There are conferences for lay people. So get on to, I think, I think their website is g3min.org, I think. <laughs> we'll, we'll put it in the well, show notes. We'll link that up in the yeah, show notes. We'll get yeah, we'll get it right and we'll put it <laughs> yeah. in the show notes. But whatever you, whatever you can do, get on over there and, uh, and find out more about them and, and uh, get to know G3 a little bit better. Well, I think that's just about it for our resolutions. Like I said, if you've got a resolution, you think an evangel- evangelical celebrity, that's hard to say. If you've got an e- a resolution that you think an evangelical celebrity should make, head on over to our social media pages and just chime right in. Yes. And as we wrap things up for this episode and for 2021, we want to make sure that we get all of our end of the year thank yous in. So uh, first off, a special thank you to Susan, who sent us a gracious gift via PayPal. Thank you so much, Susan. And uh, many continued thanks to our Patreon donors who support us every month. We couldn't do what we do. We couldn't cover the costs of doing a podcast uh, for a word fitly spoken without you, without your support. And next, we've got some listeners comments to read. Uh, We've gotten some wonderful comments from all over the world. It's so cool. Uh, But these are all going to be from the USA here. So uh, Nicole says, what a blessing. I absolutely love this podcast and the content that Michelle and Amy share with us. It's refreshing and I've shared it with many of my friends. Kudos to these ladies. Uh, I sincerely thank y'all. Oh, thanks, Nicole. I really, uh, that's, I I like the (laughs) y'all. That's great. Uh, Raising God's Girls, that's the name of the person says, I've been looking for podcasts to listen to and could never find what I was looking for. Your show is the best podcast for women out there. Thank you for speaking solid biblical truth and not leading women down the wrong path. Thank you for never straying from the truth of scripture. And thank you for not just trying to please our emotions and make people feel good about themselves. A word fitly spoken is a word fitly spoken. Uh, thank you so much, Raising God's Girls. Really appreciate that. And a couple more here. Uh, one uh, lady, I think it is, uh, I have plenty already, love that handle, said this. Thank you for offering women a safe, doctrinally sound place to go to. So many of the topics you address hit head on with issues that have seeped into our churches silently. Your podcasts and social media have stepped on my toes several times, but that's a good thing when it aligns with scripture. You have also helped me articulate what I've been trying to put into words. Thank you, ladies. Well, thank you so much. And you know what? Toes were, I think God designed toes to be stepped on. I really do. (laughs) That's how he made them especially those baby pinkies that uh yeah they they need to be stepped on sometimes and mine have been stepped on a few times too so it's a it's all good uh florida fox news fan says 
Biblically Sound, I'm so blessed by both Michelle and Amy through this podcast. Both women are extremely biblically literate and articulate. See, I can't even articulate the word articulate. (laughs) Articulate the truth of scripture eloquently. I appreciate both of their like-mindedness and their ability to have different opinions on non-biblical issues, i.e. the COVID vaccine, yet still honor and respect one another. As I finish each podcast, I eagerly await the next. Well, thank you, Michelle and Amy, she writes, and uh, may our great God richly bless you for your faithfulness. And thank you so much, Florida. Really appreciate that. Yes, we certainly do. Thank you so much, all of you, for your financial support, your prayers, your yes. comments, your encouragement. We really, really appreciate it so much. And we wish you would resolve to leave us a comment on your favorite podcast platform, too. And if your New Year's resolutions include supporting a doctrinally sound ministry, you can head on over to awardfitlyspoken.life and donate via PayPal like Susan did or via Patreon. And don't forget to check out all our other resources while you're there. And until next time, Have a happy new year and resolve to walk worthy in 2022.